Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Don't have time to go on SoCal Live today? Leave Scott a voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Froh, your host. Great to be with you today. It is Monday. I'm wondering, did you did you get up and you watch the Queen's funeral today? It's such a such a strange thing, really, I think, as an American and West Coasters like you and I may not have gotten up and I didn't get up that early, but I was up early enough to catch some of it and I skimmed through a bunch of it. And, you know, do you do you watch this? And what do you think when you watch this? It was um, it's just such a profound thing. I'm a history guy, right? So to see something that is so medieval in many ways played out, something that has not been seen by most people in our lifetime, never seen like this in full color, and and the whole world saw it. 4.1 billion, billion with a B. That's what they think actually tuned into some or uh, large parts of this. 6.1, 4.1, 1, 4.1 billion. There's only 7.7 billion people on Earth, apparently. It's and, uh, you know, there were no Pepsi ads or Budweiser ads, just straight through, just just the funeral. Well, I thought I'd talk about it, but I want to make this point about it. If you take away the pomp and the history and the monarchy and the, sort of that weird stuff and whatever politics is there, the funeral is profoundly Christian. I know some people might make a point here and there, but generally speaking, it's written out a lot of scripture. I want to go through some of that. And what I think is amazing, I want you to hear this, 4.1 billion people may have heard the gospel today. I think that's how God works. And maybe the people reading it aren't necessarily believers. I don't know where people stand. A lot of people are saying that the the queen was a believer. And I heard some of her, her testimony that she was even hoping that she would still be around whenever Jesus came back. There's some interesting things that are written out in this liturgy, and I thought I'd share some of that with you because what I I think is something important about our faith, something that we should really make sure that we grasp, is that if you took away all that pomp and circumstance in the history, the thing is, is if you're a Christ follower, you could have the same funeral. You could have the same songs, except for God Save the King or Queen. You probably wouldn't have that one. But most of those songs you would have. And the same scripture readings you would very likely have. And people might say the same thing about you, your family and friends. It would not be televised. And uh, people wouldn't be buying the DVD. It won't be in a gift shop. But if you take all that away, I think it's a profound thing that a monarch's funeral could be the same for anybody else. I don't think you can do that uh, without understanding who Jesus is. I don't think that could be possible without recognizing that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. 
We'll talk about that here in just a second. You can join our conversation. Tell me what you think. Did you watch any of that? Were you inspired? Were you confused? Uh, Do you have any thoughts about it? The number is 888-528-2557. And you can email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I am Scott Furrow, your host. It is good to be with you today on this fine Monday. The number again is 888-528-2557. This was the beginning of the funeral procession outside uh, for the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, today. And uh, like I said, you probably didn't get up, you know, to watch all of this. It's per- it's so interesting to watch. And uh, they go through town and, and marching, and the Queen's casket is on an old cart. And, you know, this stuff has gone on for centuries in similar ways, but we're the first people who I think have watched it on television in this way, unless you could have been there. Um, I don't know if I want to be taken all around cart, all around town on a cart for my funeral, although, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, my wife doesn't seem to go for that kind of thing. I tell, <laughs> I tell Christy, you know what, I just want to be uh, like up in front of uh, the church and just greeting people as they come in afterward, but she's not too fond of that idea. Um, Anyway, so what happens is I think it's, first of all, it's extraordinary. Most dignitaries and leaders were around the, from around the world were there. President Biden was there, leaders from everyone. It was interesting to see all of the different dignitaries, even from uh, Great Britain, uh, come and march in, former prime ministers and uh, the new prime minister, Liz Truss, who only became prime minister two days before Queen Elizabeth passed away. Former Prime Minister Boris Johnson was there, but because he's the former, uh, he didn't have a role to play. But them's the breaks. Yeah, he was just had to sit there as part of it. But uh, four billion people watched, highest watched television event in all of history. Four billion. Uh, I think most of us West Coasters, we don't want to get up that early, but that's pretty amazing. And whatever questions one might have about some of the politics and the ceremony, those are those are interesting things. But I thought I would play just some of the words that were spoken at this funeral because they could have been said at any one of our funerals if you are a believer in Jesus, not just at the funeral of a monarch. And that's something that in all of this, when you watch this, and even when you watch our own politics, which is it's very different, you know, presidential uh, if you've watched a president's funeral, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, pomp and circumstance and ceremony. And it's sort of bigger, a bigger deal if they were a more popular president or if uh, there's still a lot of people who remember them who are around. And uh, but it's nothing like this. I mean, no one's seen anything like this. We might we may not see this again. Are they going to do? I imagine that it'll be similar. Charles is 73. He could be on the throne 20 years. I imagine for him, maybe. But lots of people think this could be the last the last time. But I think it's it's an amazing thing. One of the songs, the lyrics to the songs that were sung, one of the lyrics was, like the earth's proud empires pass away, thy kingdom stands and grows forever till all thy creatures own thy sway. Which I think is, it's an important thing. Elizabeth apparently picked all the songs. And to have that lyric in there, I think it matters. I think that it's a statement that needs to be made here, like all Earth's proud empires pass away, including the British Empire. The kingdom of God will stand 
And that is our hope. That is our our message. What a great song. 888-528-2557. Tony in Grand Terrace, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Tony. So I was one that got up and watched it at 3 a.m. this morning, so I'm a a bit um, groggy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was worth it because Mm. um, as a believer, hearing scripture after scripture after scripture being read, um, and it was the gospel. And I just pray that... All of those seeds that were planted today um, come to fruition for a lot of those people. And it was just very edifying to me to see that and to um, see the respect and the honor for a queen that believed in God and served God. It, uh, you know, that scripture, something about it, whatever you might think, the word of God does not come back void. No, and, not at all. And, you know, I found myself uh, probably like you. I didn't get up at three. <laughs> I, I watched the uh, skimming it really fast YouTube version, but uh, I was up early enough to see uh, part of it, and then I watched uh, with my family. I, my kids were up super early, and I forced them to turn off whatever show they were watching so we could watch this. I said, no, you got to watch this. <laughs> you know, they didn't really have a sense yeah. of it. But I was amazed at the... The scriptures, John eleven twenty five, yeah. uh, was read. I am the resurrection and the life, saith the Lord. He that believeth in me, uh, and I suppose it's perfectly appropriate to use the uh, King James English here. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And I'm I'm looking at President Biden in there, all of these uh, dignitaries from around the world who. Um, are hearing all of this and then everybody watching yes. it. It's uh we you know we need to pray that uh, people paid attention today. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I um I'm wondering because I don't know my history that well um but when King Charles dies is there anyone that will be taking over the throne? Yes, it's his son William. William takes over the throne. So William takes over. William okay. takes over and then you know Harry is not really in line. He's in line somewhere. Harry who now lives out here, a uh, controversial figure, but William's kids would follow him. So there's uh there's a succession for a while. Okay. We All made, right now. <clears throat> I'm wondering how come her daughter didn't become queen? Uh, is she older than Charles? It's, it's, um, I would have to look in. I'm not really I'm that, not sure that much um, of an but I expert. know that she has just been such a servant like her mother for so, for most of her life. Um, I was just curious. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's firstborn son, uh, becomes king unless mm. there is no son. So Elizabeth became queen cause there was nobody, uh, uh, ahead of her, uh, no other person. I think I should look in it. Maybe somebody knows that kind of stuff better. Um, but that's the reason. But I know that's the line anyway. So Charles and oh, okay. then and then William, and that's of course assuming they still do this. There's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. um, not to do this anymore uh, because there's a lot of money, you know. And mm-hmm. it's sort of um, I think it's cool to keep the history, but it's very expensive. I'm sure it you know, is, and but I was just, I was blessed. I yeah. was blessed by um, how God was honored, how the Word of God was boldly proclaimed, and just, um, you know, honoring a life well well lived and 
her service to the Lord and her people. Yeah. Tony, uh, yeah. Uh, Tony, thank you for calling. Thanks for listening to Southern All California right. Live. Number's 888-528-2557. Scott Furrow, your host. Talking about the uh, Queen's funeral today, if you watched it. And one of the things I think is um, really profound about it is how much scripture is there. It's a you know, in England, you have the Church of England. It is it is the state religion. We don't have that here. We don't have a state religion. That's part of uh, being an American, right, is that the state will not establish a religion. And our founders coming out of governments establishing religion, uh, that generally doesn't go well, okay? Uh, Church of England is the established religion in England right now, but some heads had to get cut off literally on the way there. And you don't really want that. So for these funerals, you're going to have a very very Christian Church of England, um, Anglican uh, message here, and some of it is very well written out. But I'm impressed that the Queen herself apparently um, picked a lot of these scriptures and the songs, and I I thought that was really good. I thought that was a blessing. 888-528-2557. Tari in Winnetka, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi there, Scott. Hi. Hi. I am one of these unusual people who generally gets up every morning before the time of the service today. So, all right, I I was awake for it. Um, I enjoyed the fact that I knew most of the hymn tunes. Mm-hmm. N- not all of them. Um, I I am an Episcopalian. Okay. I I became one after college. I. Ah, during college, I fell in love with the Book of Common Prayer, hmm. and after that, they changed it. So it's no longer traditional language, you know. It's, right. It's contemporary, and I have to make my peace with it, you know. My, <laughs> yeah. my priest teases me by saying, you know, I, I think you should learn the 20th century, at the time it was the 20th century, Right. language for the... Uh, Lord's Prayer as a Spiritual Discipline, and I, whose favorite poet is John Donne, from the 17th century, said, Thank you, Father. I'm quite happy in the 17th century. Right. Well, what did you think of it today? Oh, it was wonderful. One thing I I love about um, the liturgy of the Book of Common Prayer, whatever service it is, let us say that you do not have a believing preacher, or mm. let us say that you have an ineffective preacher. Yeah. Uh, and at the service, the Book of Common Prayer will preach the gospel to you. Yes. As you hear its words. I think that's what some of the uh, you know a lot of people were sort of trying to parse some of what was said based upon who was saying it, and you know I don't know where some of these people even are coming from. I'll play maybe a couple of clips in a minute. But the words they were saying were still the scripture, and my yes. prayer is that the the people listening would hear and understand that the Holy Spirit would work through that like He does through His His uh, work. Thank you very much, Tari, for um, calling. The the other thing was the succession. Uh-huh. Until until a few years ago, very few years ago, like five years ago, the succession moves from oldest son to oldest. Son, right. Unless there is a break, like the, the birth of no sons yes. and daughters only. Well, now it's going to move, starting with William's children, it's going to move from oldest 
to youngest child. So they changed that. They changed that. Okay. And they changed the uh, consort rules in some way, but I'm I'm not as clear on that. And what that is, it's the rule on why uh, Camilla is the queen consort, not the queen uh, regnant, I think is what they say, right? She she will not be queen when Charles dies. Uh, uh, no, go, no, she to, will not be queen when Charles dies. Right. Um, William will be king. Yes, and uh, that's a part of that. All right, that helps us uh, clear that up a little bit. Uh, thank you very much, Tari, for calling and listening to Southern California Live. This is Southern California Live, and I'm Scott Furrow. If you want to talk about the Queen's funeral, you can call me up at 888-528-2557 is the number. Here's a couple of things that I, I thought it just was so interesting to hear the the way that uh, things were read. This is a uh, this is an opening prayer um, by the Dean of Westminster. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the resurrection and the life, in whom whosoever believeth shall live, though he die, and whosoever liveth and believeth in him shall not die eternally. Who has taught us by his holy apostle Saint Paul? not to be sorry as men without hope for them that sleep in him. We meekly beseech thee, O Father, to raise us from the death of sin unto the life of righteousness, that when we shall depart this life, we may rest in him as our hope is, this our sister doth, and that at the general resurrection in the last day, we may be found acceptable in thy sight, and receive that blessing which thy well-beloved Son shall then pronounce to all that love and fear thee, saying, Come, ye blessed children of my Father, receive the kingdom prepared for you from the beginning of the world. Grant this, we beseech thee, O merciful Father, through Jesus Christ, our Mediator and Redeemer. All right, so you have... uh this message being being preached, and it's you know it's old language. It is hard. You know, our last caller talked about the her uh, her pastor telling her to uh, use an upgraded language version of uh, the Book of Prayers. And some people don't like, and I understand that the the rote prayers and the liturgy that goes along. You know, so different, particularly Protestant denominations will argue about that. It kind of there's a pendulum that goes back and forth. There's a lot of young people now who are headed back towards a more liturgical type of service. But part of the reason is it's been missing for so long, and that, that kind of goes back and forth, because you can make the liturgy into something that you don't really pay attention to anymore. It's something that you just say, and you haven't thought about it. If you go to a church where you say out loud the Lord's Prayer every week, or you say one of the creeds every week, or something like there's that kind of thing, you know, eventually you you say it, and your mind is elsewhere, and you're just sort of used to the routine, and that would be the, the, the knock on it, why some people won't do that in the church. But it kind of comes back and forth because when you haven't done it for a long time and then you say it or you get somebody who's walking you through the Lord's Prayer and reminding you what it means or you pray according to that, it can be a great blessing. What I'm wondering is how many people were even listening to these things that were said today that were not familiar with Christianity at all, which is something that is new. 4.1 billion people. There's a lot of people in that mix who have never heard They've never heard the scriptures, you know, not not in this context. Um, this is the prime new prime minister of uh, England, uh, Liz Truss. She read from John 14. 
Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. I don't know what her faith is, if she considers herself to be a, a Christian. You might have to consider yourself that because there's a state religion. But in in her heart, I don't know where she is with all of that. But she just read John 14, you know, and it is a powerful thing. The point, one of the points that I'm making here and something that maybe would encourage people here is these same verses, maybe in a modern language, but these a modern language in a modern English, not this other foreign language they're, they're speaking, uh, you would have at your funerals. I've done a bunch of funerals. I can't even tell you how many. And most of these verses are very common and they're very comforting and they have great meaning. And when we come back in a minute, I want to share something that the queen had said and how that was how that came out that I think has a lot of meaning for us right now, because it's only true if Jesus actually rose again from the grave. It's only true if Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior. Otherwise, it's just comforting words that we might say that sound real nice and and everything, but they don't mean anything. Do these words mean anything to you? Did you get anything out of that uh, funeral today? If you happen to watch it, or maybe you've seen some clips here and there, any thoughts about it one way or the other, you can join our conversation. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. And you can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA. Dot com. We're talking about the uh, Queen's funeral was today. We haven't spent much time on our show actually talking about the Queen. It's very, I don't know, it's it's very foreign, I think, as Americans in some ways. But when we when we deal with a funeral, you know, even when you go to a funeral of somebody that uh, you didn't know well, or maybe they had even a, uh, they didn't have Christian faith, or you know, you you come away pondering what really is true about who we are as human beings. And what I hope that people get from today, I hope that the 4.1 billion people who apparently tuned into this, most of the world, the majority of people on the planet were able to watch this. I hope that the foreign dignitaries who were there listening to this, that the Holy Spirit is working in their hearts. I think that's something that we need to pray for, because whenever the scriptures are put forward, it doesn't come back void I think there are people who are going to get saved because they paid attention to this today. And maybe some people will be renewed in their faith or encouraged in their faith, you know, in spite of whatever, you know, frustrations you might have about monarchy or modern politics or things like that. The Word of God was out there. 4.1 billion people heard it. We'll talk about that and some of the music when we get back. You're listening to Southern California Live, and I'll answer that question here. What is it that was said by the Queen that I think matters so much to us? Because we say the same things at, at our funerals now, and it's, I think it's an important point. This is Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Monday edition continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. We are back here talking about uh, maybe some reflections on the Queen's funeral if you happen to watch it. I'm just going to play some bagpipes because I like them. They played those bagpipes and had to march all the way through London carrying... uh, with her, her casket there and people marching around. 
Uh, it was pretty moving, I think. I think I'm going to see if they'll do that for my funeral, just to have bagpipes, and I want you to march, you know, all the way through uh, all of Southern California. Just a bunch of, not really, no one's going to care. It's not really the same way. I mean, people who know me will care. There'll be people who care, right? But it's not the same thing. But that's something that I wanted to to point out. You can join our conversation by calling 888-528-2557 if you have some thoughts about the funeral today. Uh, like I've said before, it's uh, different as an American, I think, um, you know, to know how to think about this. Uh, I think CNN carried it wall to wall, but most of the other channels uh, stopped carrying. They carried everybody carried the funeral today, but the last couple of weeks, the stuff about the Queen. But I was uh, interested today because so much scripture was read, and there was so much scripture embedded in the hymns that were sung. And uh, in some places, if you had the closed caption on, it would actually put it right there on your screen. The closed caption of those words that come up at the bottom of the screen, you would actually see it. And I thought, you know. There are questions that people would have about whether or not the people speaking really hold to Christian faith. There are lots of questions about state religion and how that works, even when it's Christianity. You know, what does it really mean? And the problem being that you're not a Christian because you happen to be born in a certain place, okay, or you happen to live in a certain country. You're a Christian because you put your faith in Jesus Christ wherever you're born, and that everybody from every culture comes to Christ the same way. And... That's really, really important through all of this that we hear. But at the same time, to the idea that the words of the Lord, the scriptures, do not come back void, and they were read to so many people uh, today. Some of the passages uh, that were written were just very, very profound. First uh, Timothy 6 uh, and Job 1, we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out, which I think is an important thing when you've got... You know, somebody who is, you know, the Queen of England, a billionaire, really. I mean, it's, I don't know how that really works with her, but then you got the crown with the, what's it, 535 carat diamond on, uh, on the scepter. Who has a scepter anyway? And that orb, who carries that around? I mean, you have this sort of image of power and wealth, and it's important to point out, I think, on a day like today, that we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain that we can carry nothing out. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So that's read. And that's read to a lot of people who have a lot. Dignitaries, people of great wealth, more people in the royal family. Um, I was grateful for the word of the Lord uh, being out there in this way, in such a profound way. The person who does the uh, the funeral, which was very, the, the funeral message, the sermon, uh, Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, who is, uh, I think, more conservative than some others have been. He's kind of on the fence about some other stuff, and people can debate you know, those kinds of things. But he said some things that I thought that I really liked from the standpoint that it could connect with any one of us. I mean, do you think about this? Do you think about when you go to an, a, a person's funeral, the things that we say? And if you're somebody who is, maybe you've just known a lot of people who have passed away, or, you know, I'm a I'm a pastor, so I've I've been to tons of funerals and have been involved in every part of it. Most people don't have that experience, but you know, as you get older, you know, you go to more funerals. Uh, that's what happens because one out of every one person dies. I had a youth director one time uh, sit down with me and he had, I think he was pushing 30, right? So he's really getting up there in his mind. And he goes, man, it seems like so many people, so many more people today have cancer. 
And I said, I don't think more people have cancer. I think you just know more people who have cancer because you're getting to that age where it starts to hit people. Um, you go to a lot of different services and things get said. Do you think about it? Do you wonder what people are going to say at yours? You probably won't be having a service in Westminster Minster Abbey. But people are going to get up and they're going to say things. If you're a believer, they're going to read Scripture. They'll probably read a lot of the same Scriptures. Here's something that uh, the Archbishop said today uh, as he began his sermon. The pattern for many leaders is to be exalted in life and forgotten after death. The pattern for all who serve God, famous or obscure, respected or ignored, is that death is the door to glory. I liked it that he made that statement. I liked it that there is, there was, you know, with all of this stuff, there's, there's nothing humble about all the people wearing the outfits and the marching and the music and the, the grandeur of all of it. It's something that, like I said, we just haven't seen this uh, at this scale anybody in the world uh, today. But to have these parts of the the message, I think it's really important. I think it's important that we understand that if you are a queen or if you are the president or you are wealthy or highly educated or if you are a member of society that is, you know, that you are looked up to, that you have this position. A lot of people, you know, they really love social status, you know, that the the status – this happens in our churches, doesn't it? You know, I tell the story because it just – you know, makes me laugh, but somebody who came to our church and she wanted to, she just told me flat out, she wanted to know who the pillars are of our church. She wanted to know who the pillars are because she wanted to get to know the pillars of of our church community. And I guess it's because, well, I'm sure of it after some time went by that she just wanted to be near popular people or something. And I said, well, we only have one pillar and his name is Jesus. And she didn't like that. Um, but that is the case. The Archbishop uh, continued with this. Her late majesty's broadcast during COVID lockdown ended with, we will meet again. Words of hope from a song of Vera Lynn. Christian hope means certain expectation of something not yet seen. Christ rose from the dead and offers life to all, abundant life now, and life with God in eternity. As the Christmas carol says, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. We will all face the merciful judgment of God we can all share the Queen's hope, which in life and death inspired her servant leadership. Service in life, hope in death. All who follow the Queen's example and inspiration of trust and faith in God can with her say, we will meet again. Now, I think what he's saying there at the end, he's not saying you have to be follow the queen's example to be a Christian. I think what he's trying to say is, and what I think the queen would say, is that you have to have trust and faith in God, okay, is what he says. But it's the we, we will meet again. 
you say we say this at funerals. We say we'll get to see them again. And we make this promise and it gives us as believers it gives us hope. I've heard this said at other at at you know funerals from people who didn't know Christ or maybe didn't have any particular faith at all. We'll see them again. The thing is is that we say that but it's not true, is it, unless Jesus Christ actually rose from the grave and he's gone to prepare a place for us. Like, death is just it. If, if there is no Jesus, if Jesus didn't come up out of the grave, if death is not defeated, if death is not completely defeated, then we're, we're not going to see anybody again. I was grateful that they said uh, we will all face, that he said we will all face the merciful judgment of God because I think it's important that people know that even the Queen of England has to stand before Jesus. That's really important because I think that we, as, a, as just human beings, we compare ourselves to other people all the time, right? We, we, sometimes we say, well, I'm not as close to God as that person, or I'm not as loved by God as that person, or, or maybe we do it the other way. I'm, I'm more special to God than this person because I don't have this particular sin or I don't have this particular struggle. Or we do that to groups of people. These people are, are worse off. Than, you know, all of us are going to stand before, before God. And the thing is, is that if you know Jesus Christ, if he is the Savior, then the eternal life, the eternal reward that you get is not because you were the queen, and it's not because you were the pastor, it's not because you did anything to accomplish that reward. It is because Jesus did everything to accomplish that reward for you. If indeed Queen Elizabeth is in heaven, it's not because she was perfect. It's not because somehow she earned this. It's not because she served well, however you would define that in her time as queen that she was born into. I suppose she had a choice. She could quit, uh, but she didn't. It's a, it's a weird thing, isn't it, to be born into that family? I mean, I think that's a big part of what Harry's going through and people that we observe. How do you get born into a family where you're just forced to do something? You're not born into the family of, of Christ because you, your parents were saved or your grandparents were saved or because you were born into a Christian country that has a state religion that happens to be Christianity. You get saved. If the queen was saved, it's the same way because she put her trust in Jesus Christ, that he died for her, that the robe of righteousness that you get to wear belongs to him and he gives it to you by faith. And that whenever you stand before the Lord, you are judged righteous and you get to have everlasting life. That's the hope that we have when someone before us goes in the faith. That when we say at a funeral, we will see them again. When we, whenever we say, oh, we'll see them again. As Christians, we can have hope that that's actually true. That we will see them again. That we will be greeted. That somehow this is going to work. And you know what, if you're saying, and I'm going to take a break here in just a second, you can call and uh, share your thoughts. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. If you are thinking, well, I got a loved one who passed away, and we all said we're going to see him again, but none of us really think so, because maybe they didn't know the Lord or you didn't know so. You know, the thing is, is at the end of the day, only the Lord is the judge. And you don't know that in that person's last moments, they didn't put their faith in Christ. You don't really know. One time I was sharing the gospel with somebody who denied Christ his whole life. Anyway, I would say that probably he, he's not with the Lord, but I don't know. And I've done this before with people who are in their last breaths, and they're in the hospital usually, and they're on the machine, and they're breathing in a difficult way. And sometimes I do it, and there's most of the time, really, there's no response. But this one guy, I prayed for him, and his his numbers started going crazy while I was praying. It was amazing. It was as if he was responding 
to the simple gospel I was putting in his ear. And when I stopped praying, those numbers went back down, and his daughter was in the room, and we both thought, you know what? Maybe he heard that. You know, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ is that his death is sufficient for us and that it covers our sins. We have to put our faith in him. That's how we get saved. And you don't have to be the Queen of England. You don't have to live a perfect life. Jesus did that for you. You just got to do it before you go meet him. And I think that's something that we can learn from today, that the this funeral today, you take away the pomp and circumstance, you take away a bunch of stuff. Most of it could be said at your funeral. And that's the way our faith is. Jesus is the Lord. All right, I got to take a break. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. You can join the conversation by calling 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Monday edition of SoCal Live continues. Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. This is one of the... uh pieces that was done at the uh, funeral today. Queen Elizabeth, I know that my Redeemer liveth. It is part of the Messiah. If you ever go to the you know, Christmas time, you have the Messiah. If you're not familiar with the classical piece, it's uh, the Hallelujah Chorus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, and that's, there's a, but it's actually very long. The whole piece is very long. I want to say it takes four hours to actually sit through the whole thing if you really go through uh, it. The lyrics are, I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. I know that my Redeemer liveth. And it is a proclamation that Christ is risen from the dead. For now is Christ risen from the dead, the first fruits of them that sleep. It's very scriptural uh, all the way through. And uh, that was another part of it today. Were you blessed by the music? Did you watch any of that? 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. We're talking about the um, the funeral today. And I know that not everybody watched it, although 4.1 billion people watched it. So a lot more than everybody watched it. Us West Coasters, you know, it's hard to get up uh, that early in the morning for it. Um, and uh, I haven't watched much of the Queen coverage at all, actually, all this stuff, even being the history guy that I am. But I wanted to see the funeral because of the the pageantry and the outfits and things that go back hundreds of years in some cases. Traditions like that. It used to be, I was reading this article about this, that it used to be that only people in in high positions in society had some sort of big funeral. And then eventually, maybe 400 years ago, they started giving a lot more uh, attention to regular people's funeral like you and me. And it pretty soon became a mark of respect if you actually had a, a decent service with, you know, stuff in it. Um, but this has been going on a long time. It wasn't always that way in England. I also read that, you know, because now the, the uh, you know, the transition of power, the secession is, is pretty well established. We all know who the next person is. There's not going to be a war, right? That's probably not going to be a war in uh, England, Scotland, and Wales about who the king gets to be. Uh, there's not going to be a war right now, but there used to be. There's a whole story about William the Conqueror, who uh, when he died, they weren't quite sure, and he was like dead on the floor in his room for a couple of days while they were fighting about it uh, before they got around to make him a, a funeral. They don't do that anymore. Um, I was enjoying the fact that a couple of things I enjoyed, 
and uh, one is the the deep scripture in these songs. Another one was an old, old hymn. Do you have a church that still has hymn books? A lot of churches today, the hymn books are gone. We read it up on a screen, uh, whatever the songs are, and we learn the songs that way. That's typically uh, often how that's done. But a lot of churches still have a hymn book. And if you go through that hymn book, there's probably not a lot of hymns that you actually know, right? There's maybe 800 hymns in there. And some of them are amazing, and you've known them. And some of them actually are terrible, actually. There's a reason you don't sing them. It's like... They got put in that book somehow, but actually they're pretty bad. <laughs> there's there's an old one from the 1940s, it might be in your old hymn book, where people are praising God for the atomic bomb. It's really not, I think, that appropriate, uh, that whole thing there. Maybe people didn't quite get it there. They were glad to be out of the war, but uh, it's an odd thing to uh, put in a, a song. Uh, there's, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking. You can Google that later. But there are some great words to songs that maybe because of the language they're written in, they just sort of fell out, you know, like even today. You know, you're probably in church today in 2022 not singing the same songs you were singing in 2002, like 95 percent, not the same songs. That's always been true, or at least it has for the last couple hundred years. But this is an old song. It's called The Day Thou Gavest Us. Lord has ended, and it's just something you would you would do at the end of life. It goes like this. Now this is congregational singing, okay? So you've got choirs singing, but everybody's singing it. The kings singing it, uh, dignitaries are singing it. All these people, you got trumpets, you got this uh, amazing singing going on. And uh, the lyrics go like this: The day thou has given us. The Lord is ended. The darkness falls at thy behest to thee, our morning hymns ascended. And it talks about how the fact is that um, we have a certain bit of time that we've been given by God, and we have to use it in, in whatever way we can. And one of the lyrics in this that I was really happy that they, they put in there, because I think it matters, it ends this way. It says, like earth's proud empires pass away... Thy kingdom stands and grows forever till all thy creatures own thy sway. And I think if you're the queen who oversaw really the diminishing of the British Empire, uh, the end of what used to be a, a period of global dominance in a lot of ways, there's still a lot of uh, people connected to the crown in uh, the Commonwealth, they call it, but it's not the same thing as it was. But the idea that in this hymn that was sung so loudly that the the new king sang, that other dignitaries sang, that the whole family sang, like earth's proud empires pass away, the kingdom of God stands and it grows forever till all thy creatures uh, own thy sway. What that means is everybody's going to be kneeling before the Lord one day. Uh, I think that's a great way to think of the end of life. Whatever empire you have, whatever you think that is, whatever your domain is, whatever you think is great about your life or whatever it is you hoped to have, whatever empire you were a part of because you didn't get to have whatever you thought you were supposed to have in this life, those are going to end. It's all going to end for everybody. The wealthiest person listening to us right now, their their kingdom is going to end. The poorest person listening to us right now, your circumstance one day, the, the kingdom you have, which might be just a tiny bit of stuff, it's going to end. And you will stand before God the same. And you will stand before God. And I think he's going to ask us, you know, first of all, he's going to ask what we did for the least of these. That's a big question for you. If you are if you are wealthy and you have a big empire, you have a lot of stuff. But I think 
ultimately it's what's in our hearts. And what did we do in the name of Christ with whatever we've been giving? And even if all we had is just some time. Would you think about that today? I think it's the it's the profound it's it's the sense of uh, I don't know I'm I'm looking for a word here but it's such a profound sense that I have in watching all that today with all of that pomp and circumstance and the glory and the unbelievable music and the you know I might have I might have come from a different you know when I listen to that it's I just think it's magnificent I grew up with classical music if you don't listen to classical music we ought to do a, a seminar on that but it's worth getting to know it even if it's not your go-to thing. There is so much there to it. Uh, my mother was an opera singer, so I was going to operas and doing all kinds of stuff uh, growing up that way, and I still uh, appreciate that. And you, you hear that, and it sort of lifts you up. But at the end of the day, whatever music we're going to have in heaven, whatever that worship is going to be like, whatever happens, it's going to be so far beyond anything we can imagine. And a great way to think of the, of your life is, what have I been given now? Who has God put in my care? Who has God put around me for me to love, for me to to care about? Who are these people? My coworkers, my classmates, the the people who are around around me, my family, my neighbors. Those are the people that we are called to love and serve, and that's part of making disciples. This is ultimately our the place where we represent the actual kingdom. You know, as Americans, we don't necessarily, we sort of like the, you know, we have this interest in the, in what's happening over there, but we don't really like kings. Uh, we don't, we're not comfortable with that whole thing. But as Christians, we have to remember that we have a king. His name is Jesus. And he is forever. There will not be elections in heaven. There will not be a time where somebody else gets to be king. It's It's going to be just Jesus. And we live as a part of that kingdom, as ambassadors of that kingdom, the scriptures tell us. And what we should be doing in this brief period of time that we have, in all of eternity, our, our life is just a blip. In that brief period of time, what did we do with what God gave us? And that, I think, is, is the best we can do. And that's great. We don't have to be kings and queens. And if we find ourselves in some role of authority somewhere, well, what did we do to leverage that to the glory of God? What did we do to leverage what we've been given so that other people know who Christ is? What do I need to repent of so I do a better job at this? What do I need to pray about so that God will, through his spirit, will open up these opportunities? Would you pray about that and the the position that you have, whatever it is, your own empire? And keep in mind that your empire, whatever it is, will pass away. But the kingdom of God is going to stand. That's true for everybody. And Jesus Christ died on the cross so that all who believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. That came through really clear today. Pray for the 4.1 billion people who saw that, that the scriptures that were read don't come back void. And I think it'll impact a lot of people's lives. All right, this is Southern California Live. We're going to come back with hour two. And uh, we're going to talk about some of our own social issues when we come back right after the break. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. 888-528-2557 is the number. I'll be back as the Monday edition continues. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. 